listening to Holly Crap, a mostly Hallmark holiday podcast. Hey, Jen. Hey, Vicki. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good on this this lovely evening as we record episode two of episode our podcast two. here. Uh, in today's episode, we're talking about what I believe is maybe the first Hanukkah-themed Hallmark holiday movie, possibly? They have. They had another one I saw that had Hanukkah in it, but this one was like very Hanukkah themed, more Hanukkah themed, I feel like, than the other one. And it's right in the title. We watched Love Lights and Hanukkah. Love, I think it's just Love Lights Hanukkah. Oh, okay. Well, I already messed up. So yeah. There we go. That's all right. <laughs> it's how we roll. Uh, this one was highly um, marketed. I feel like they were real excited about this one because it's starring the lovely Ben Savage. It is starring Ben Savage. I was pretty, it was, it was interesting to see a different male lead. And a little, well, we'll get into him, but, you know, he's just, his brother Fred's doing a lot better things. In my opinion. He is. He's he's doing a few more things. A few more things. Um, so do we want to jump right in? And we always Let's say, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie, please, please watch it at a time. And we're going to do our quick 30-second recap of the movie. So, Vicky, you want to go first? Jesse, you ready? I do. Jesse, you ready to time me? I am ready to time it, just like we did last episode. Vicki, you're going first? I'm going first. Okay, here we go. Five seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we have Christina, who is the lead and is a chef, and she is Italian, or so she thinks. Uh, She was adopted, and she doesn't know who any of her... uh, She has no siblings. Her mom is dead. Uh, Apparently, she had an engagement that got broken off of. That was random. Um, And she takes a DNA test. She turns out she is 50% European Jewish. We'll discuss that. And 50% Italian Greek. Also, what? Um, And then she... Crap. (laughs) Hey, you got it? I got the first 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Nailed it. It's it's probably better than what I'm gonna get. Um, I kind of yeah. We'll see. This is when I I get really nervous. This is super stressful. Okay, Jen, are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Three seconds. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we have this girl who is a chef, and she um, loves Christmas, and she gets this DNA test that finds out she's Jewish, which I didn't know that was, like, a thing, and then that you could find out through DNA tests. Um, and then she goes and finds her Jewish family and her mom, uh, and then she finds out she has, like, siblings, and then she falls in love with, like, one of their friends, their family friends, and then he's, like, a food critic, and then the whole movie she keeps talking about how he, like, wrote bad reviews Two, of her, her one, restaurant. Done. And they fall in love. Oh, you went over. (laughs) It was intense. I mean, it was also, I feel, I feel it followed along with the Hallmark predictability. I don't know what your thoughts were on that. It did. It definitely followed the Hallmark predictability. Um, It didn't have the weird misunderstanding at the end. And I'm not really sure how to process that. It was kind of, I think, and we'll get to it. 
Yeah, but, we'll, we'll get into it, but I'm not really sure how to process the uh, lack of weird misunderstanding at the it end. It was just, it then just seemed long. The movie just seemed long because it was like, what's the point of all of this? So we like to do um, our five minute guess because these movies are often so predictable. So um, at five minutes, we pause and we give a guess what we think this movie is about. And I actually am reading over my five minutes and I was feeling like I was kind of got, got some things accurate. I got a lot of accurate. I did not get one thing accurate at all. But you want to go first, Jen? Uh, sure. So I wrote that she gets a DNA test and finds out she's Jewish. Um, and then she meets a whole new family. And then I wrote that she at some point has a breakdown that she's Jewish because she loves Christmas so much. Um, But then she ends up finding, because she finds out that she's Jewish, she finds out the true meaning of Christmas (laughs) is family. And um, now all of them celebrate both holidays and she has a new mom who sets her up with a nice Jewish boy. So close. (laughs) <laughs> I was pretty close. <laughs> minus the massive nervous breakdown. <laughs> what did she, oh yeah, minus the nerve. I thought that she'd have a breakdown because she was so obsessed that I just I wasn't sure. I just didn't know. All right, so so I also paused it at five minutes. I actually set a timer this time to make sure I actually pause it like exactly five minutes into the movie. So five minute pause. Based on the title alone. Um, and that she was adopted. So I figured that she would have a DNA test also based on all the advertisements for the movie too. They show that she has a DNA test. So, um, that she's going to find out that she has Jewish, Jewish heritage. Um, and that maybe she isn't even Italian at all. Um, figured that she would probably meet a nice Jewish boy, uh, who is also adopted and maybe he finds out he is Italian. Oh. What? That would have been amazing. That would have been really good. Um, but she does find family through the DNA because obviously she doesn't really have any true family that she knows of. So that that's what happened. So close. Um, obviously did not meet a nice Jewish boy who was also adopted and found out he was Italian. Missed that but part. she met a nice Jewish boy. She did meet a nice Jewish boy. Who was a little bit of grief, but we'll get there. I think let's just dive in. Yeah, I think um, I think it's good. I um you know, so we kind of did the five minute guess, but in the first five minutes you do find out that she's adopted and I felt like it was sort of a foot in mouth moment because her friend was like, You look so much like your mom and then she was like, I was adopted. Well, I think her friend knew and her friend was saying like I think her you friend look, knew you have like your personality is so much like her, I think was what her friend was yeah. trying to say. Like, you remind her, me so much of your mom. I know her friend knew, but it's still, it's just, it, it, little, was, a, it was a weird comment. Usually, sassy. you would, like, I feel like you would say, you remind me so much of your mom, not you look so you much look. like of your mom. Um, so it was an interesting, it was an interesting line for sure. And so it also starts, the movie starts with her, like, going insane decorating for Christmas and buying wreaths as if she has literally never seen a Christmas wreath before. She has so much Christmas decorations. So much Christmas decorations. At her house, which is huge, 
Mm-hmm. And in the restaurant, where yeah. does all of this get stored? Where Does I she know. have a separate storage unit for it all? Because that's insane. I don't know. I literally wrote, she's sad and lonely. How pathetic. How does she afford so much holiday decor? <laughs> well, she runs a restaurant. You know, that's the most lucrative business in the world. Yeah. I mean, in this in this world, in this world. <laughs> Did either of you notice, and this happens later in the movie, when she was buying her wreaths, there was like a really awkward pan to like the very small um, the super Jewish, small little like Hanukkah section Jewish Hanukkah of the section. store. Yes. And oh. then like there was, it was like a With really the obvious awkward pan to the family as though like, all, like the camera was like, what are the, who are these people? But honestly it was clearly an awkward like pan. But what was like weird to me is they actually looked really happy. So like the implication of the pan was like, Oh, look at those people over there but then it was like i don't know they just look like normal people also did you notice the two times she buys stuff at that store she just like hands wadded like rolled up bills yes. it's like dude like how yeah, did you know how much it was gonna be you're it's just amazing. like here like, does she even get changed like i think she's just no i think she just yeah. hands hands money she's like here you go here's money yeah so like i feel like I feel like they get into the heart of this story like really quickly. Like she gets the DNA results back like within minutes of this movie starting. We really need to talk about the DNA results. Right. So, you know, we had talked about this before this episode and did not know that you could find out that you were Jewish from DNA. So you can. I am actually 9.7% Ashkenazi Jewish. So there's Ashkenazi and Sephardic. And Ashkenazi are Jewish that were in uh, mostly Europe. So kind of Germanic, Germany area of Europe. Eastern European. Um, And it is mostly because they were shunned by the rest of society. So they all married, intermarried within the faith. And so their bloodline, the DNA bloodline, uh, you can actually still get that in the DNA. So it is actually a thing. It's not something that they made up. But okay, I do have a question about this. I have never yes. gotten my DNA. I was under the impression that like you get when you get your DNA test that you get like you're not usually just like one or two things. Like uh n- no. Uh you most likely would not be fifty percent European Jewish and fifty percent Italy Greece. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, so my DNA test, uh, I am 55% Italian. And so that shows And up. that is pretty large, right? Like that's kind yeah. of a large... Yeah, it's basically my entire dad's side of the family is Italian. Yeah. I guess a little bit, 5% of my mom's. There's some Italian in it. But, um, and, but that shows up, it says Southern European. And then it's like broken down. It doesn't... So it breaks down by like... And then uh, I'm 35%. Yes, I did relook this up and write it all down. 35% <laughs> Northwestern European, which is no. French, Germany, Britain, Ireland. Uh, so it kind of breaks it down. It wouldn't say you're 50% Italian and Greek, <laughs> which are different countries. Interesting. But that's what she is. So she finds out that she's Jewish through a DNA test. Yes. Which I... The Hallmark taught me something. I didn't know that you could 
learn from DNA. So that's fascinating. I'm guilty of not having looked this up, but you have this Jewish ancestry. I feel like that doesn't equate to you being Jewish. I I <laughs> like, think it like in it terms of like doesn't. religiously and right. practice. Well, it passes through the mother's side theoretically, exactly, right? Like, so it's so without knowing who you know on your side is Jewish and obviously at some point in time, you know, your family like it doesn't mean you're automatically your faith is Jewish. Like faith is a thing. Exactly. You can kind of choose that as well. We're going to get like really religious right now, but you can decide whether, you know, if I wanted to be Jewish, I could convert to Judaism. Yeah. If I wanted to be Muslim, I could convert to Muslim. Like you can right. do that. So it doesn't automatically mean, well, you're Jewish. You have to celebrate Hanukkah. It just means that yeah. you have DNA that is of the Ashkenazi Jewish people. Yeah, exactly. Just like I have DNA of the Italian people as well, but I'm not Roman Catholic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway is if you get one of these DNA tests back, like Vicky, you said you're nine point something percent. Um, you have that Ashkenazi Jewish heritage, but that yes. does not mean suddenly you need, you are like religiously Jewish. Those are no. separate choices. Right. And it's just preposterous to me. And I mean, obviously nobody listening knows this yet. My wife is Israeli. Um, I grew up not doing Jewish stuff, but we do Jewish stuff in our household. And so she is Jewish. Her mom was Jewish. She came out of a Jewish woman. So she's Jewish. That's what they do. But like, it's, there's no, like, it's a little bit of a false equivalency to like, be like, Oh, I got this DNA test now in a week. I need to learn all the Hanukkah <laughs> traditions. And like, I have to like memorize all these things. Well, that's yeah. so that was one of the things I was like, so she finds this out and then she gets super stressed yeah, about like, like really upset about not really, upset, but like she's not upset that she's Jewish, but she's no, really no, no. stressed that now she has to learn all about Hanukkah. So I'm wondering, is she also going to dive in and learn all about Passover and Rosh Hashanah and yeah. Yom Kippur and all of the other holidays, all of the other holidays, or are we only going to deal with Hanukkah? Like she literally, that was like the first thing she was stressing out about was the fact yeah. that she had to learn all about Hanukkah. And it was like, you do you know anything about the Jewish religion? If you're going to, like you said, if you're going to learn about Hanukkah, there are right. some other you things that you should about. maybe learn about the Jewish religion. And I mean, so when I found out that I had Ashkenazi Jewish DNA, I was like, cool i can drop random yiddish and that's okay <laughs> that was that that's about as far i mean so i'm from jersey which uh grew up you know an italian american mostly family and but i'm from jersey so a lot of my friends are jewish so every now and then i do drop an oive it happens um so i do drop you can be like, weird random my dna so yiddish isms <laughs> Which is also Yiddish, I learned, is also uh, from the Ashkenazi side of Judaism as well. Oh. So I was like, oh, see, look at that. It totally works. So I feel okay about it now. Totally. Not that Wait. I felt bad about it before. So 
So Vicki, you're from New Jersey, and I'm originally from Ohio, which is where this movie takes place. Yes. <laughs> which I literally is. wrote a thousand stars next to this because I was like, I, I have so many questions. What are the accents that they have? Because oh they my are God. not Ohio accents. <laughs> no, they, again, yes. I'm like from Jersey. Jersey they sound so stereotypical and act so stereotypical both jersey italian and <laughs> new york jersey long island jew so yeah. i'm i'm really confused about the accents cuz they're so northern jersey italian long island italian jewish and the mannerisms and so much about that is so similar to that that I was really confused that this took place in Cleveland, Ohio. I was literally I was watching this and I we don't like to talk about the movies until we're talking about them on this podcast because that like eliminates the fun. But I texted Vicky, I think like in all caps, this takes place in Ohio. Like I again I'm from Ohio. And I'm, I am from a very large Greek community, so not, and there's a lot of Italians in my area too, but a very large Greek community. And yeah, it's just not, it's not quite how they portrayed it in the movie, um, mm. which I feel like, again, they get right into it. She gets this DNA test, and like within minutes, she has like a match of a family match. Yes. And she's going Who to live meet them. Super close to her in like, Cleveland. In Cleveland, which is like, random. Where they, they're in Shaker Heights, I think. So yeah. she like literally within minutes of this movie starting has a DNA match and then goes to meet her family. And I believe it was Shaker Heights. I didn't write it down. I was freaking out. It was. It was yes. in Ohio that I was just. And so, so she's, she goes and meets her family. And she's Italian and owns an Italian restaurant. And they are Jewish. And they own a deli. Of course. Of course they own a deli. It was a little, <laughs> I wrote, a little too. Course, a little too, little too on the nose, I think. I said, so her Jewish relatives own a deli? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have some Jewish relatives that owned a really good deli more I than anything totally. in the world. Oh, yeah. I did think it was weird. She was reading the email to get her DNA thing. And then, yeah, the concept that her contact information was shared and in that two or three minutes since she got the email and was reading it, someone reached out to her was so implausible, let alone, like you said that, yeah, they were like a neighborhood away or something, whatever it was. Yeah. And they insane, insane. So insane. Um, and so she goes there like right away. Like she's like, it, what I don't understand is like, so she, she knows she's adopted. She does this DNA test. She goes to meet this family and like is kind of surprised that they're related somehow. Like she just kind of like, I feel like it's like she knows that they're related, but I feel like she, as they get more and more details and as they reveal how they're related, she just seems like aghast. Like she can't, she can't fathom that they're actually related, but it's like, what did you think was happening? Yeah. They're also, again, as, as we kind of start realizing how they're related, we need to talk about how close in age they are because is, it's a yes. little. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, how, what, what is there a, so to jump ahead a little bit, just a little bit, because this again, is all revealed pretty early on. Well, so, so she meets a family. She then goes to brunch the next day and meets Ruth, played by Mary Lou Henner, who is the mom. Mm -hmm. And she finds out it's her mom. Right. And there's a very dramatic moment where the mom realizes it's her daughter with some crazy dramatic music. Yeah. But it's like... And there was no flashback. But her mom, like... So she... Her, like, okay, so the mom's daughter that she, like, raises and that does not put up for adoption is, like, I'm bringing this girl in as a match, like, a strong family DNA match who is adopted. I'm bringing her over for brunch. Well, like, she she didn't tell her that she was adopted. I think she just said, this is, I'm bringing Christina over. Her mom has died. And that's um, all, that's all she tells her mom. That's all, it like, seemed a little knows. bit like, how did your mom not put two and two together to be like this could be my daughter maybe like yeah it wasn't i think it didn't all happen until they were like at brunch at the house and she said her birthday and she said yes i was adopted i was born on thanksgiving and then like the hospital too oh yeah and the hospital so just as she was saying that that zoom in to ruth like as she was realizing it was so epic and then she's just like She's just like, excuse me. And like the way she like walks away from the table and is, and is in the kitchen for like 20 seconds. And then she like, she comes back out and they're like, mom, what's wrong? And she then like one of the, the, the other daughter is like, um, she's probably just missing dad. And then Ruth is like, I miss your father all the time. This is something else. She like wasn't going to talk about it. This is not the time or the place. This is not the time or the place. But then, like, we're going to ten press seconds later, someone asks her again, and then she's like, says the whole thing. So epic. I think it. In, what's even more epic is the story that she was. This mom was married to. Wait, I have it written down. So she's married to this like Italian soldier. He was in the Italian army. She got pregnant and came back to the states, and he was like fighting in the army, and then they just like never. Well, they had it annulled. They, okay, but they never talked again, and then she had this baby. Like yeah, to it was me, like, it's like if you were internet, but if you were married, like no, but it, they were. It was annulled. Like they had their marriage annulled. Right, but you so were it was still over. married. How old were those kids supposed to be in this movie? I don't. I have no idea because so she's saying that she had. Christina, when she was in college, because she was right. an exchange student in Italy, which sounds amazing. Um, and then she had Christina, presumably. And then she said, "She says, oh, it was a, it was a long time before I met your dad. So, yeah. so if she the met the dad, like, let's say even five years later, by the time the sister, I don't know who's older, the sister or brother in the, the siblings relationship. I think the sister was older. But it's like, it seems like they're like almost like the same age. Yes. But the way they talk, it makes it seem like she should be at least eight years older than her. But they don't, they all seem. But they all seem like they're all the same 29, 30, 31. Yeah. That was literally like what I wrote. What are the kids age difference? I don't understand. I also did not understand Christina's reaction. So she like finds out this is her mom. And I, I get that that would be. Kind of be a little traumatic. It would be, but also, 
don't you, wouldn't you go into that situation thinking that possibly this could be a parent? No, I don't think that you'd go into that situation thinking this could be I my parent. You, I think you'd probably go into that situation of like, oh, I found some But family. she did it to find out her family. So like, I think that has to be like partially in there. Anyway, I thought she had a, too much of a freak out and we forgot to bring up the fact that Ben Savage's character is there too. Oh yeah, Ben Savage, who's not related. And they're not related. <laughs> they're not related, but it's family like friend. he lives there family friend yeah he's a very close family he's friend. there all the time his parents moved to san diego which is clearly like i mean literally san diego is very far away from them but like they talk about it like it's another universe right and he's stuck it really would have been better if they moved to florida though they should have moved to florida um and he's like he's living at this woman's house because he's working on his cross-cultural cooking book and like going to travel the world. Yeah. So he has no he home. Moved out of his apartment because sublet, he's his going sublet, to travel. His sublet. His sublet yeah. His sublet was up. And so he's like needs to stay with the family friends for like the next couple of weeks. The timeline in this movie is very strange. And before he leaves for Europe where he's going to write a book on cross-cultural culinary yeah, cross-cultural cooking. Things. Also, you guys, which we skipped over a big thing. David, which is Ben Savage's character, gave Christina's restaurant a bad review. Oh, he's yes. he's a food critic. About her lasagna. That about was her lasagna. And she cannot get over it. She literally brings it up the entire movie. Yeah, a lot. It is brought uh-huh. up a lot. I mean, I also, guess like... I've never had a bad review. So. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? It'll be nice. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get some. Um, But like you kind of just have to like let it go. Yeah. It didn't ruin her restaurant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't get over it. A a bad review is like the lasagna was horrible and I got food poisoning. He just said it was predictable, which I mean the thing I was feeling like, and then she even said, admittedly, the rest of the review was all fine. Yeah. Like what would it take? I mean, like, of course there's like mediocre food and like amazing food, but like lasagna is like sort of, I've never had like a cathartic lasagna experience, (laughs) you know, I love lasagna, but like, yeah, I don't know. What would it take? Well, I feel like if you're a restaurant critic and you go to an Italian restaurant, like you, you want I, like I, lasagna. Yeah, like I want, you know, it's it's very because of how super stereotypical the show is that I'm imagining that the food from her restaurant is very New Jersey, New York style Italian food. Also based on the fact that the meal that they picked was lasagna, which which is predictable. Is kind of predictable. And there is good and there is bad, but a lasagna from that kind of a restaurant is actually pretty predictable order something different yeah and order yeah lasagna. So it's really on if ben you savage. want something not predictable that's, that's a really good point yeah it's it's on ben savage he's just he is the most annoying person in this movie i couldn't get over him he was just always there just always there 
Well, he is a nice Jewish boy love interest. Anytime they would be somewhere and he would show up, I would just be like, wow, look who's here. There he is. There he is. I I wrote like many times in my notes, why is he always there? He's just there. Just there. Um, So he like also just tries to comfort her after this big reveal because she's having a freak out. And it's like, who are you? She doesn't like you. Leave her alone. Bye. I mean, I feel like she... Like, Are you going to defend him, Vicky? No, I'm going to say, I feel like she just needed to be alone at that moment. And he doesn't... Like, they're not best friends. He literally just no, met her. He it's a really awkward thing to be like oh, are you okay? And I am like, I'm a super hugger. I hug and check in on people all the time. You guys both know that. But I feel like there's a time where you're like, "Mm, she just ran out of the house. I feel like she probably wants to be alone. And so when you don't know somebody, back off. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting you both said that because I thought that moment was just, I feel that that moment was really awkward but I thought it was actually pretty endearing. Then it would take it would take like some balls to run out there because I thought he was asking the right questions. Dude, are you okay to drive? Like I just saw all this crap go down. You like, dude, you just like accidentally found out this lady's your biological mother. Like, are you gonna make it home? Like, I thought yeah, that was actually yeah. kind of a sweet thing. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, how awkward would that be? Like, she's obviously crying and you know what happened and you're like knocking on the window like, oh, my right? God, what am I doing? I mean, I guess you're right. It was a thoughtful thing to do. It was. Jesse is right. Someone, one of those people needed to run out and see if she was going to make it home without like wrecking her car. I think it would have been one of the siblings. Fair, fair. Just saying. I, mostly right. because but they, he's the love interest, so it had to right. be. And they try to be all cute about it David. and whatever. So so then she leaves and she goes back to her restaurant. She's talking to her friend. Wait, I guess maybe this is another time when David comes back since he's always yeah. around. So he then shows up at the restaurant to check in on her. And then she learns that he can say bye in 40 languages. Oh my god, yes. that never never and, gets old. It does. And um does he it does. often throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Um But he says the same ones. And her friend, Janet, who I guess is like her restaurant manager. I'm not really sure her role, but she's like exists but barely exists in the movie. She just like drops in to offer advice and like drops back out. Yeah. Um tells Christina that she should just whip up a lasagna for David. Exactly. That was nuts. That doesn't. I'm sorry. You don't just whip up a lasagna. That shit takes time. How long does it take to make a lasagna? I I I only made Greek. Like I made pizzio, which is takes a long time. But I've never made lasagna. It'd be kind of probably like making pizzio. I mean, you have to like. Well, it depends on what kind of lasagna. I mean, you could you could do the super fast lasagna where you use the no boil noodles, but she's a chef, so I'd imagine that she's not going to do that. And she doesn't want it to be predictable. And again. she doesn't want it be, to be predictable. So you're talking at least an hour, if not more. Oh, definitely more. I mean, because you I have mean, to just like for assembly and then there's like the three different things. You have the sauce and the meat, you have the noodles, yeah. and then you have like your ricotta layers mixture like i'm yeah and what type of sauce is she gonna do like is she gonna now does she because the kitchen's closed which means she probably does not have 
a red sauce made. So is she going to do a bechamel? Like what kind of lasagna is it going to be? We forgot that they, they're remodeling the kitchen because there was well, like a leak. Yeah, there was like a leak. So the restaurant is closed for two weeks before Christmas. But she does like the big fish dinner. Yes, the Feast of the Seven Fishes, which so she's we can like, talk about. So yeah, so she doesn't even really have a whole fucking kitchen. And well, I think the kitchen's gonna... there, but the restaurant's closed. Also, if your if your restaurant has been closed, um, I'm pretty sure you don't keep food around that's perishable. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of how restaurants work. Kind of. Um, okay, so I noticed something. I've watched the movies a little bit out of order, but I have a new category that we can add to our list that I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about. Yes, please. and uh, I'll bring it up in the next one too because there's a new category of like, is this movie going to become pornography? <laughs> so like, oh. when her manager lady <laughs> is that what is what is the manager lady's name? We were just talking about Janet. Her name is Janet. Okay, when Janet is talking to the plumber, there is an awkward <laughs> moment. Like I don't exactly remember. I just wrote maybe porn because <laughs> she's talking to him and he's just like, yeah. Yeah, we'll get it fixed. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, what is about to happen? That's and, brilliant. And, okay, and, uh, you know, for our listeners, be looking forward for the next podcast because there's a great moment in the next movie we're going to watch where this happens. Ooh, I'm excited. Ooh, I, haven't I haven't watched, watched the next movie yet. I haven't Almost watched the next one. Moment. But, you know, even our very first movie that we did, Christmas Comes Twice. Hashtag not a porno. Hashtag not a porno was almost important. So this is a really important category. I think this is a really important category that we need to be paying more attention to. Um, is this so going to turn into a porn? When we do our next movie, maybe we each have to find what the porno moment is. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's we're adding that in porno moment, porno moment. Does it go left and stay on park or does it go right and it become could. a porno? It could go either way for a moment. Um, all right. So she whips, so she whips up a lasagna, which is not something you do. Yeah. Um, and then she's all weird. I just wrote then, many times. David's weird. He's just weird. He, he's a little weird. And then Lorenzo, cause there's many, many, when? many Italian people that, uh, he's old. Yeah. Live in, in that town. Um, of oh, wait. no, Lorenzo who brought the statue of the angel. That her oh, mom always wanted in the I'm courtyard. Yes, yes. And how mm-hmm. weird and mildly creepy is it that it's when the creepy. statue is dropped off and Lorenzo is like, take good care of her. And yes. David goes, I will. Yes. And she looks at him and goes, I think hated he's talking that. about the statue. Hated that. So cheesy. I hated that. You've known her for like 12 hours. 12. That's is there, There's a part two where he... Um, talks about getting a golf cart for a gift yeah it's in that same scene where he shows up and he's talking about how he gets his mom like a golf cart he gets his mom something yeah in that entire that entire scene is so stereotypical long island new york jersey jewish his entire everything about his accent his mannerism the entire the whole dialogue everything i was just like this is insane to me it was so stereotypical it drove me crazy i will say that people in cleveland do have a different accent it's just not the accent that is in this movie <laughs> it's 
just not that one. It's a different one. I'm not from Cleveland, so I can't do it properly, but I've heard it. I believe you. It's just not that accent. That accent, that's crazy. So the movie, so they're Jewish, the family's Jewish, and it's December. So everything in their house is blue. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. The cushions on the couch. This goes with my thing that I always talk about with everything. Hallmark movie, they always have like Christmas comforters. So they now have like Hanukkah themed but it wasn't even it, it wasn't even like decorations. It's just everything in their house is blue. David drives a blue car. Christina drives a red car. I noticed that. It's it's, and all it's like perfectly orchestrated. Also, they named her Christina, which means follower of Christ. This Christina, that's what it means. Uh yeah, it's the female version of Christian, which means follower of Christ. Interesting. Interesting. So, Jesse, do you put blue decorations up for the whole month of December? Oh, I no. mean, I've been to Jesse's house, though. His whole house is blue. It's it's what they do. Yeah, our house is completely blue. I did think it was weird how their house was, like, so decked out in, like, white, silver, and blue. And it was, like, so much in line with, like, the everything in Hanukkah and like Judaism has to be like based around that spectrum. This might be a good thing, the good time to just address some of those general misconceptions. So, okay. Um, the Jewish calendar is based on the lunar cycle. So, and there's a little bit of a correction that happens like every few years. And again, I am no Jewish, Jewish scholar. So like nobody jump on this, but so the holidays are not fixed. Um, Jewish holidays, it's not like, you know, Thanksgiving is the last Thursday in November. Right. No Jewish holiday is like that. They move around a couple of weeks every year because that's just the way the calendar works. So there's a few misconceptions. Hanukkah is not always right by Christmas. Um, like the earliest I think I've ever experienced it being is right after Thanksgiving, which was insanely early. Normally it's somewhere around the second week of December. Uh, sometimes it does go in conjunction with Christmas. It's a total fluke. Um, Hanukkah is also not the Jewish equivalent of Christmas. So we might as well just get that off the table. Um, uh, my wife, who is Israeli, watched some of this movie with me before she departed because she could not take it anymore. And she, she wanted me to say that usually both Israeli Jews and American Jews um, there's 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 a lot of association with like gift giving and Hanukkah, but that's because everybody in America just gives gifts. Um, mm-hmm. Usually the gifts, um, if it's not like, you know, uh, in a family where like, you know, uh, the mom is Jewish and the dad does Christmas or, you know, whatever reversed, they might give gifts, which is fine. But traditionally, uh, usually in Hanukkah, you get just like gifts of like, like money or like, you know, an allowance. Um, it's not quite as like gifty as Christmas. So these are all really good things to know about Hanukkah. That's fascinating. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that about the gift giving. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a, 
And you know, a lot of families do it and it's great, but mm-hmm. it's not the traditional practice. Yeah. Um, it's thoughtful. It's great, but it's not what everybody does. So she does actually spend the first night of Hanukkah with them. Doesn't she host? Wait, no, no she, she wants to host she the last hosts night. The last she hosts night the last night. Yes. But so she's, she's she does do every, the first. She does spend the first night of Hanukkah with them. And they give the world's shortest explanation of Hanukkah. So built in. It was so awkwardly built in, too. Probably necessary, though. That's what Hallmark is, like, notorious for. Like, doing exposition in robotic ways. I also just wrote, David is a robot. And then they ate brisket. <laughs> which is great. I love me some brisket. Um, and a lot of kugel. It seems like the only Jewish food that they talk about in this movie is kugel. We latkes. don't talk about. Oh, they do talk about latkes. There's a yeah, lot. Of um, there's there a lot eight, of latkes. Eight crazy latkes was like. A, and there's a lot idea. of kugel. There was not a single rugula, no babka, no gefilte fish, nothing. Just we eat brisket, kugel, and latkes. What is kugel? They keep calling it noodle kugel, which is hilarious because it's just called kugel. But like every time they call it noodle kugel, um, kugel, which I've only had once or twice because like nobody in, in our hang makes it. It's like a casserole and it's it's made from like egg noodles. And then you put like, like it's onions like, and onions. There's- really? Yeah, you can make it um, either sweet or savory. So it can oh, be okay. as a savory side dish or sweet. So I also did a little bit of research on Jewish food. And so the traditional kind of Jewish food that most people think of, like kugel and rugula and babka and, and all of that, actually comes from the Ashkenazi and Eastern European because it's very similar to a lot of uh, Polish foods or Germanic foods, um, which totally makes sense. Yeah. But all they eat is Google. Noodle. Well, Google. that sounds like Noodle a Google. very Midwestern dish. Just saying. Uh, it's pretty it good. Like I've had, I've had Google. Totally like it. <laughs> and, but here's the thing. So they're, so they're saying they're standing around and they're like, pass the Google. She's like, I don't know what that is. And then they're like, well, pass the holla. And she's like, nah, what's the holla? You are, are a chef i can understand not knowing which the kugel is but you're a chef and you don't know what the holla is they sell holla in every grocery store we're in oregon they sell holla in the grocery store down the street from my house also have you never had holla french toast as a chef even a chef in an italian restaurant for you to not know what holla is she's a moron drove me crazy so then David has to, she decides to go get a Christmas tree. And David's like, can I come with you? I need oh. to learn all about Christmas traditions to write my like, book. Why? why? Why do you need to learn about Christmas traditions to write a book cooking. about cross-cultural culinary? Oh, and, and she keeps referring to her mom at this point as the woman who adopted her. Yeah. So like, weird. Why? So weird. Why does she, you know... I, I can understand like, you know, like I have step parents and 
half siblings and and a very extended weird family so i can understand like you know your mom the woman that raised you has passed away and you don't want to replace her but you've now met your biological mom so the woman that raised you is your mother she's ruth is your biological mom she can be ruth or your biological mom we could call her that no one is going to expect you to stop calling the lady that raised Raised you Right. Yeah. No one is going to expect you to stop calling that person your mom. It that is insane. Really, really bothered me that she kept referring to her as the woman who adopted me. It was like you are. I hate you. I, I hate you, Christina. I do want to acknowledge that Christina did drop Lou Monty's Dominic the Christmas Donkey song, which, again, is so Italian American Christmas music. And you guys have probably never heard the song and know what I'm talking about. I didn't hear it until you showed it to me. And then it was on the radio last (sighs) night or the night before. I don't remember. And then Kelly, my husband, was like, what the hell is this song? And I was like, ah, I know this song. (laughs) Like it's Dominic the Christmas Donkey. I was like, Vicky told me all about it. Um, But yes, I had never heard it before. So... That's another thing. That's another thing. So they get to the fourth night of Hanukkah, and I had to write this down because David explains to her, well, it's the fourth night of Hanukkah, so we light four candles. <laughs> we write is four she, candles. Is I am she a robot. five? Is she five? Also, you could know barely nothing, like anything about Hanukkah, and you know that you light candles every day for eight nights. Like, it's not like, that's like the most even basic s- thing that you know they even say that when they give the world's shortest explanation of hanukkah on the first night we light a candle for each night well it's the fourth night of hanukkah so we light four candles oh that's how that works please please mansplain me math again could you please explain to me what four is i'm confused and he's always smirking like he's just always there and he's always like like smirking he's just it's so patronizing he's so patronizing he makes me so angry i also love when she goes to ruth's house because she wants to learn how to make latkes which are actually pretty easy to make um pretty easy it's not doesn't take rocket science you can google it it it's not faster than a lasagna it is way faster than a lasagna (laughs) but she asks Let's again remember that she is a chef. I know exactly what you're going to say right now. Uh huh. She says, so is it okay if I fry these in olive oil? And Ruth yes. says, yes. Okay, here's the thing. Olive oil has a very low smoke point. If you're going to fry something, you do not want to fry it in olive oil. You want to use vegetable oil or canola oil or peanut oil or something like that. Not olive oil. Ever olive oil. She is a chef in an Italian restaurant let alone the fact that like even a light olive oil would have way too heavy of a flavor you would never fry something in olive oil for any of these reasons it was like have you ever cooked like did you go to the restaurant before your mom died (laughs) before the mother that raised you died the mother that adopted her (laughs) so stuff i didn't know because i don't cook so I'm glad that you're I was really, I was really so pissed off by that. Angry. About that. I was like, no, no, you don't 
fry things in olive oil. You can saute some things in olive oil at a low Absolutely. heat. Absolutely. Right. But do not fry something in olive oil. Can you imagine the smoke in a kitchen if you were frying something in olive oil? It would be like cascades of smoke off of the pan. It might actually be awesome. But it would it would hmm, not work. This is good to know. I just, got an, I just got an air fryer for Christmas, so I wonder if I can use you olive oil. Could, um, you definitely should. Okay. You could uh, air fry latkes. That would be interesting. But cool. just fry it. it. But fry them in oil. That's what you're supposed to do. It's the oil. There's a yeah. reason behind it, and there's a reason why you use oil. So anyway, so... So then they start going down the gift train. So let's go down the gift train. So she uh, is trying to figure... She doesn't try to figure out... Ruth's trying to figure out what to get her. So she goes and asks David because they're getting really close. And they decide that they need to find Giorgio. dad. Which would be the roughest surprise to just be like, surprise, here's your dad. <laughs> like, it doesn't end up being that way. Spoiler, it doesn't. And we'll get to it. But at the time, I was like... Oh, no, no, wow. no, 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 yeah, no, 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 that's, that's pretty intense. Also, poor Giorgio, who has like a 30 year old daughter that he's never known about, I has know. never met. He's just living his life in Italy, hanging out in his kitchen, which is all was, the only place he ever is. And if it was that easy to get a hold of him, because they like literally were like, I need to find Giorgio. And then they just did. Why wouldn't she have called him up before? This is it made me really angry. I think that mom is selfish. Also, they just randomly called him in the middle of their day. You know, the and it's thing in the, the middle of his day. Yeah. <laughs> the The problem with that is uh, it takes like 24 hours for the earth to rotate. And he's like literally probably plus nine hours. So every time they call Giorgio, it's probably like 3 a.m. And they're just like, oh, I'm going to call him right now. And then he's like just sitting in his kitchen like yeah. weeping again he only has a kitchen yeah he only has a kitchen that's where he lives um so that's what the mom and david decide to do and she now that i'm getting back to what i had jumped ahead to before but she gets the calves tickets uh they'd only be plus six hours about i think it's six hours but still yeah they call him in the middle of the day and it's like uh, Israel is plus 10 or plus nine. So I think it's got to be, seven. It's well, gotta be it's, seven or eight. Well, no, but from, say, from Cleveland, because Cleveland's in oh, Eastern. Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. You're and, absolutely right. I wasn't yeah, accounting for that. And Italy is in uh, is is plus nine from here. Yeah, so it we're, would be plus we're six. in Pacific. Right. Yeah. So they're actually it's plus six. But still, they call him like in the middle of the day. So at like, you know, two in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's like eight okay, or nine that, at night, but it's always like better. daylight in his house. <laughs> anyway, poor Giorgio. Yes. I feel so bad for him. I just don't know why they didn't call him ahead of time. But she like, is like the crazy best gift giver for knowing people for like eight days. Like she's only known them for eight days because or maybe like a little more maybe like 10 days so because she, she spends she gives them gifts on the last night of hanukkah which is eight mm -hmm. days right. she meets them like two days prior to the first night of hanukkah so in the span of like 10 she's, days she's desperate. she's desperate this woman ends up giving gifts that are insane yeah she buys calves jerseys and tickets 
for the mother and or her sister, her half sister, and the kids in that family. She that finds expensive. She finds an autographed Cubs baseball yeah. for her half brother. He like he gets teary too. He almost breaks him. I mean, it's amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing gifts. I'm a horrible gift giver. You can ask my husband. He is an amazing gift giver. It drives me crazy. But these are amazing gifts for knowing somebody for 10 days. Then she gets David. I, I just feel like I disagree. <laughs> I think that they're good gifts, but they're not like the most like, I think that anybody would appreciate, you know, like these kind of like Cavs tickets or like Cubs stuff. Like, well, it, right. But it's, it's just like, expensive. She's just, just trying too hard. And but it's I like think, the big thing, right? Like she, they talked about like how sports was so important to their yeah. dad who has passed away. And it was yeah. like their connection to them. And the Cubs is, you know, part of what keeps them alive and going to sports yeah, games yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> I still think she's trying too hard. No, it was really trying I made trying fun hard. of it out loud because I was like, oh, wow, they're sports people. And she bought them sports presents. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, seriously. We get it. Also, You're- those Ca- Cavaliers tickets, um, One, she said something like one of the managers of the Cavaliers is uh, like a really well-known friend who goes to a restaurant all the time. So I think she called in some favors on that one. Yeah, so she probably got them for free. She's cheap and so it's pathetic. Like, exactly. Like, I don't think she shelled out for what those would have really cost for floor tickets. Yeah, she's just trying too hard. At this point, I I wrote something about a snowman being fake because they were, like, building a snowman. Yeah, well, yeah, they built a snowman. <laughs> they forgot little, to put the face on. A little earlier on. They forgot to put the face on. And I really want to know. So one of my biggest things about Hallmark movies is... Who cleans the snow? It's just always clean. Because it is always the cleanest snow ever. Like on the road, it's clean. Everywhere there's snow, it is super clean. And how much snow did they truck in for this movie? It is a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow in this movie. It is all pure, beautiful white snow, which after like... You know, the first the first day, it's great. The second day, it's starting to get a little gray. The third day, Maybe it, it looks like shit. Maybe it just getting a fresh snow. You know, no. Cleveland gets a ton of snow. So maybe it's Lake just effect. constant. Lake effect snow. My parents just got like a foot of snow. It's real. No, it would still be dirty. I've lived know, in Michigan. It would still be dirty. It's dirty. I've, I've experienced lake effect snow. Um, It'd still be dirty. Yeah, that snowman was fake as... It was just fake. It was fake. I thought later on, I completely agree with you. There was one shot in particular where they were really close to it. It looks like the worst fake snowman. Yes. It was like, it there's no, I mean, it was like, that is like not even made out of snow in a thousand years. It was like a styrofoam ball. Because no yeah. snowman that you ever build is perfectly round like that. No. Ever. Of course. It's smooth. Of course. And then it starts to melt in weird ways. I mean, just get a real snowman. That's a fun thing. It's a fun thing for your props person. <laughs> hey, props person, please build snowman. So I had I had some issues with this movie in that um, there was no really weird misunderstanding at the end. No, 
I literally and like feel like I stopped I writing notes at this point because I was really, like, you guys are just falling in love. Totally. Yeah, and I really didn't know how to process it. So there sort of was, but all it was was like he was obviously going away, and she kind of just freaked out and was like, "This isn't just this isn't gonna work. I just." I just can't commit. It was when he asked her finally on the official date. Oh, my God. Finally. Right. Even though they had been on like unofficial dates. But as soon as you call it a date, then that's when you need to like contemplate the rest of your life. Like you can't just be like hang out with this guy for a couple more nights. Like, oh, my God. Can I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas? She did kind of Lola. She freaked out about it. She freaked out. She's super freaked out. But there was no like it there. She didn't like see him talking to somebody and mishear their conversation, you know, like the 15 minutes prior to the end of the movie of almost every Hallmark movie, there is the weird misunderstanding, right? So where the, you know, whoever the person that needs to learn how to fall in love again or something, here's the other person say something that they completely misread and completely misunderstand. And then they have to solve it within the next 15 minutes before the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which really isn't 15 minutes. Cause there's at least 10 minutes of commercials and there's more like five. Oh my God. So I will just interject that this movie I dropped off because I mean, I watched it all, but I dropped off because I wasn't able to fast forward through those fucking commercials. There were a lot. So I Wait, was you losing didn't... it by this point. Yeah, it was this is pre recording. Ah, uh, pre recording. Um, yeah, it it that's pretty much how it ended. There was no misunderstanding. It ends. Uh she calls her dad, Giorgio, she says hi. They yeah. have the feast of the seven fishes, which also is apparently actually an Italian American tradition. Um oh. is based mostly in southern Italy. Um and most Italians actually in Italy do not it's not like the celebration thing. There's no thing, it's mostly an Italian American thing. I really want to do this some. It's basically seven course meal of either like two or three fishes cooked seven different ways or like seven seven different fishes cooked seven different ways. And I good friend growing up, they always did it and it's like would go all out. Sounds amazing. Always wanted to do it. So you should do uh, it. Next year, twenty twenty one Christmas. Y'all are coming Dude. over and we're doing Feast of Seven Fishes. And make one vegetarian fish. I will make a vegetarian <laughs> fish. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a really anticlimactic ending. Yeah, and, and then they made out it was basically kind of like, okay. made out at dinner. Yeah. And then and that it was, was like da 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 da. And that, w- that was it. And then it was over. And so, you know, I mean, it was kind of good. Like, she's got a family they now, zero which is chemistry. nice. I didn't believe them together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now she's both a family. kind of like floppy yes. dead fish. I mean, he, they were. He was just weird. He was weird. She was, he was weird. Too. And she was dumb. They just. <laughs> yeah. I so, just. I guess didn't. In that way, they belonged together. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously a horrible chef because she wants to fry things in olive oil um, and doesn't know what challah is and can just whip up a lasagna, uh-huh. which makes it seem like it's frozen lasagna. Maybe it's a so. Stouffer's lasagna. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he thought it was predictable. Hmm, this tastes a lot yeah. like Stouffer's. 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 I thought it was a little weird with that feast at the end. 
it seemed to me like since she was having dinner with everybody, her restaurant wasn't really open. It was kind of like it, it was wasn't. just it was just people she knew. But yeah. then I was I was reflecting when I was seeing that, like going like, well, I could understand why if she really needed to have her restaurant open for that night, that would have been one thing. But after seeing how huge her house is and in that one scene where she's eating dinner, her kitchen could have easily she could have easily made dinner for that group of people in her house. Why did it have yeah. to be in her restaurant? Oh, totally. Well, she did have like, didn't that she have like, like her mom's thing, right? Like that they yeah. had that Christmas dinner. I think they have thing. the Christmas dinner at the restaurant with their oh, friends. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Okay. Okay. I get it. I mean, let's admit she it, probably charges having, a lot of money. Having a full kitchen would make life a lot easier cooking. And she also had true. like her sous chef and line cooks, people that probably actually knew how to cook. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, that would be way easier. And then you could like really blow blow the doors off with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it definitely would make it easier to cook seven course meal. It's just in seven. A, in a just seven restaurant. courses. It's just seven. It's so, no big deal. Seven. I was so, so worried at the end. Giorgio was going to show up. And I was I like, was dude. Too. This is going to be some bullshit if Giorgio shows and up. He, I'm like, I was here. thinking the same thing. Like she would have freaked out oh it should have happened that would have been that would have been really weird did either of you notice when they were uh decorating at her house her white grand piano no she had a white okay this totally happens in jersey gaudy white grand piano and if you have a white grand piano and i'm making fun of you i'm sorry but i think it is just like no, no, Ridiculous. there's no way that this film takes place in Cleveland. It takes place in either New Jersey, Northern Jersey, or Long Island. Like, there, that this I, film does I not agree. take place in Cleveland. I don't know Ohio. why they kept saying that it was. They should have just had it take place in Long Island or Jersey. I mean, she has a white grand piano. The only people that would own white grand pianos are Italians from New Jersey. I can say this. I'm an Italian from New Jersey. And John Lennon. And John Lennon. And John Lennon. <laughs> and that's, that's it. There's literally yeah. nobody else ever. Yeah. I didn't notice that. It just blended yeah. right in, I guess. I mean, and she had so many Christmas decorations. It, the, this movie takes place, I'm sorry, it takes place in Jersey or Long Island. That, that's it. There's. It's not Cleveland. They should change where it takes place. So Jen, Jesse, after all of this, what would you um, what would you rate this movie out of the five gingerbread men? Or actually, we should change our rating to five dreidels for for this one. Ah, uh, yes, five dreidels. Um, I'm gonna give it two, two dreidels. I think two. Yeah, it was. It just got so long at the end. Oh my god! I'm gonna give it one. I'm no sorry. I'm gonna give it two, but the second dreidel has like a broken spinner. It's just not a full. It's not a full two. <laughs> I can't give a full two. Um, it was just so long. I did pull up some reviews, some ten out of ten reviews for this movie, and I want to read. 
um, a couple. I'm going to read this one. 10 out of 10. It made, me wa- it made me want to learn and practice Hanukkah, and I'm not even Jewish. Beautiful cast and storyline. That's so, amazing. I think that's it. that says a lot. So here's a review from IMDb. They gave it a nine. They said it was captivating. One of the best holiday movies this year. From beginning to end, every scene well portrayed and directed. Casting was brilliant along with the surprise of Ben Savage. Your heart will be filled with joy as you watch these characters develop into a beautiful story. Enjoy. I did. (laughs) Lovely. Um, I have another 10 out of 10 from IMDb and it just says, this should have been the Hall of Famer for 2020. It was that worthy. That's amazing. Oh, this person wrote a really long review, gave it a 10 out of 10. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it ended with, my only complaint about this movie is that it ended too soon. I wanted it to keep going. And another one recommended, um, and they hope that next year there's a sequel with their Christmas Hanukkah wedding, which I imagine will probably happen. Oh, I feel like we need to will that into existence. Yeah. So just saying it, and then it'll probably happen. Then the next year, it'll be like their Christmas Hanukkah baby. They'll just keep going. It'll be like the American Pie movie. All right. Well, I think that's it. So, Jen, what's our next movie? We are watching the one and only Across Country Christmas. Starring yes. Rachel Lee Cook. So excited. I just Hopefully love she's the way she, she talks, where she doesn't like open her mouth. We'll see if she's still all that. Love it. All right. So that's it. We're done. Bye. Thank you.